The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. And we're glad you're here this morning. We're still in the book of Ephesians. So if you're following along with us, Ephesians chapter 4, as we continue our study through this book. Um, Friday, we ended with the idea of talking about uh, who Jesus was and descending down into the uttermost parts of the earth, ascending to heaven, giving gifts to them, and the picture, the, the, the hope that came from the fact that Jesus did just rise from heaven, and a lot of the things that took place in the times, in the supernatural, the things we could not see. And so we find a lot of hope from that, and the fact that Jesus conquered everything to give us heaven and to give us hope. And today we're going to continue in that same passage, uh, picking up when we talked about the gifts that God has given to the church. Now, we went back to Romans chapter 1, Romans 12, and 1 Corinthians 12, and we talked about the idea of the fact that he gave gifts to the church. And uh, in those passages, I'm sorry, he gave gifts to individuals. So the Holy uh, Holy Spirit gave gifts to the different church people, describing the body and the need for all of them to be connected and to all of us use our gifts uh, for his glory and to, for the church and to work and towards his kingdom right now in this time. And uh, But there's a different set of gifts that were given when we look at the book of Ephesians. There's certain gifts given to us individually, and then there's gifts uh, given to the church as in general. So we see that Ephesians chapter four, uh, we're going to look down here. It starts in um, verse 11, verse 11. He says this, and he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. So we all come in unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the son of God unto a perfect, the word perfect means mature man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. So as you look at that passage, what we see here is the is this truth idea that he gave gifts to the church. And he gave gifts to the church for the premise of edifying and growing us as a church. So let's go through and talk about what gifts he gave to the church. He says in verse 11, he gave some apostles. Now we know the apostles started back. Uh, those are the apostles, the, um, you know, Peter, James, John, Paul, these people who lived in the time of Christ, who had seen Jesus face to face, and who were given a very timely needed specific gift um, to be able to prophesy, to be able to help establish the church. That gift no longer exists today. If someone tells you they are an apostle, uh, that is just not possible. There was no time they lived concurrently with the time of Christ, no longer walk with Jesus personally. And so that gift ended when the last apostle died and went to heaven. So he says that he gave some apostles. That was how the church started. And he says it continued and he gave some prophets. One of the things you'll notice in these first couple gifts is they were, they were timely gifts. They were there for a specific purpose. And then as it moved on, God kind of changed it up. He said, I, you know, I gave this gift because the church needed it at this time. And uh, so the prophets were given to be able to prophesy what's coming and things of that nature. Uh, I'll believe it. Oh, okay, see you later. But in and of themselves, um, these gifts were not needed. They're still not needed today. Remember when the church first started, um, the, the God gave them, you know, uh, visions and prophecies because uh, the Bible did not exist yet. There was no full scripture. And now that we have the entire complete canon of scripture is what we call it from Old Testament and New Testament. We have everything we need, everything that God wants the church to have. And so when we see all of that. We no longer need the prophets. But he gave them that to let people know what's coming. And it was God speaking to these particular people who were then prophesying to the church. Then he continues, he says, and he gave some evangelists and some pastors and some teachers. Those are really the gifts we look at today. Um, he gives um, evangelists, pastors, teachers. Um, and so what you see is you know, in, in evangelists, the main primary gift we see, we see kind of see it today is the idea that he gave 
um, the evangelist kind of, we call it itinerant. He travels and he comes in and he encourages and he challenges the church. Uh, the other aspect of an evangelist is someone who comes in and has the gift of the evangelist. They, they love to go soul winning. They love to witness to people. They have that true gift from God. And so those two aspects come together. Uh, we bring them in by bringing in different evangelists who come in and they preach to us and encourage us. And they're and out of the they're not part of the church or at least our staff. They come out and encourage. Then there's pastors, which would be the position I hold. Uh, they're the ones that shepherd the church, that lead the church, that guide the church, and administrate the church. And then they go to the teachers. And uh, sometimes pastors are teachers, but then he raises up people in the church too that help teach and help encourage uh, and they give instruction from the Word of God. And so that's, these are the gifts. So we see these different things he gave today, but then he goes on to verse 12. What was the purpose? He says, for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. So it's ultimately, perfecting is maturing. It's ultimately for us to be matured in Christ, to grow in Christ. And so he says, he gives it to us for the work of the ministry till we all, verse 13, till we all come in the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God. Now, I was looking up and reading some commentaries this morning, and one of uh, my favorite commentators made this comment, and he said, what we see here is a great reason and a purpose for us to be in church. It's one of the needs. The corporate worship and everything we need is part of our growth, and if you come to church, uh, you miss out, and you're not really understanding you're coming to participate in church and be part of church, and you're only taking, he says, you know, sometimes we can be a leech. We're here just to get what we can and not be able to edified to become part of the growth in that aspect but we come to church to learn from it we need that corporate work we come to church to give towards it and use our gifts to be able to edify others in that aspect but you're also never going to be able to fully grow in your christian life if you don't make uh church a priority and you don't make it part of every part i mean you're, you're there to worship you're there to learn from god you're there to serve you're there to use your gifts to minister to others that's that's one of the primary purposes we, we, we state that on purpose we need that uh, we need that, and that's how God designed it. And again, God has told us that he designed the church. Christ is the cornerstone of the church. And then he's encouraged, and He's commanded us to be in church, forsaking not the assembling ourselves together. We miss out. We, we need accountability. We need encouragement from other people. Uh, we need to know we're not alone in these things. These are many of the things that why God gave us uh, the church. And I would say Christ died for the church. He gave us the church. People, especially in the beginning of the church, gave their lives for this. And then we say, well, it's not a big deal. We kind of justify it. We use a term, which I believe to be true, uh, where the church is not a location. It is, uh, you know, we, we, the people make it up. And so we kind of say, therefore, because, um, you know, the body, you know, we're, we're all part of the body. I can kind of be in church anywhere I want. But we forget that the term church, the Greek word ecclesia, called out assembly. You can't be a called out assembly behind a screen. Again, I've mentioned it more than once. There are times and needs in certain circumstances where not being able to attend is the better health and things of that nature. But generally speaking, I think the, the convenience of saying, well, I'll just watch on the screen and do my own thing. You're not part of a church. A church is that group that meets together. They're called out from the world to meet. And then that group of, what I simply mean is if somehow the church building were to burn down, you can go meet in a different place. The church is still there. You can gather at one of the homes and you're, you're still the church. But to say, well, I can just kind of, you know, watch from a distance. You're not enjoying the connection. And that connection means praying for each other, encouraging each other, ministering to each other, using your gifts in the body to minister to other people. That, you just can't do that from a distance. And that's one of the primary things that God said is important for us to be connected to that church. And he says, forsaking not the assembling. And he makes that point because it's important for us. God gave these gifts to the church, but if we're not taking advantage of them, we're going to miss out on the growth that God desires us to have in the church. Well, I tell you, I hope, I hope you, you consider that. I hope you think about that, that these gifts that God gave uh, positions we hold, it's not the people, 
It's the positions that hold them. Sometimes people can abuse those positions and uh, or sin in them when they fall. And we say, well, I quit or I'm done with my Christian journey because that person failed in that area. We can be very careful in saying that. That's not the biblical approach to this. We need to remember that God gave us the church and, and the offices are there. And, and when you find somebody who is filling that office and following God to the best of their ability, nobody in these offices are perfect. They're going to have good days and bad days, but they strive to do their best to lead. Uh, we need to let them encourage us, follow them and see how God can use these different people to encourage us at the church. Thanks for joining us this morning. I hope that the, this all works technologically. If not, we'll just pick it back on it tomorrow. And, uh, but we're glad you're with us this morning. Hope you have a great rest of your day. Hope you have a